Holy Health, Health of Mommy Podcast. <laughs> Say it again. Holy Healthy Mama Podcast. I did. Holy Healthy Mommy Podcast. High five. <laughs>
uh, cheese, red meats, and um, fried foods. So the cheese is in enchiladas, nachos, and it's on your tacos, quesadillas, all of these foods. So I'm just going to go through this list of traditional Mexican foods that you see in southern Texas, a little bit in New Mexico, and Mexico. And the first one is chilaquiles, which is fried corn tortilla chip, fried corn tortillas cut into chips, or maybe you're even using chips, loaded with uh, meat and cheese and sour cream and like a chili sauce. That's chilaquiles, but if you're in New Mexico, you would call that enchilada casserole. <laughs> the next thing is like pozole, which is a pork and corn uh, or hominy soup sometimes with chili tacos uh, you can have a whole variety of these in El Paso here most of them are on a corn tortilla and the meats usually are pretty greasy they're usually cooked with like lard and yeah so that's one way to do tacos if you're in on the New Mexico side it's more of like ground beef in a yeah, I would say generally like a hard shell of fried tortilla. And then the next thing is tostados, which is an open-faced taco, essentially. Loaded up with whatever the heck you want to put on there. Um, Some elote, which would be corn doused in butter with mayo and a little bit of chili powder, some lime. And then enchiladas, I kind of mentioned these a second ago. If you don't know what they are, it's like a, a either rolled or open-faced tortillas or sh- torn, up, torn up tortillas mixed with a chili sauce, mixed with cheese, and mixed with some sort of meat, usually. The, you know, these, I just listed a bunch of things that are um, in there, which would be like saturated fats and red meats and that cheese and you know so this is just a look at some of the foods mole I don't personally have a lot of experience with mole guacamole however yes holy guacamole that's something that you'll often find and then tamales (laughs) funny story uh my whole life I've known tamales in the singular form to be a tamale a tamale and then I moved here to El Paso and Right off the bat, at one of my first jobs here, someone was saying a tamal, tamal. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is this? So then they described a tamale or tamales and they said, that's a tamal. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're using like the singular form of the word tamales, tamal. It was like this light bulb moment for me. It was so funny. Okay. So those are some of the foods. Right. If you don't know what those are, look them up. They're delicious. You could see already why someone might say, I eat Mexican foods. I could never be healthy. I can never cook healthy. My family would never have it. Right? All this cheese, fried tortillas, um, and these meats that are often cooked in lard. But 
that's like the, the negative side. The positive side is that these foods are delicious and can be cooked in a variety of ways. So many different ways. I mean, right now I have a tribe member and she has said these claims to me multiple times. I can't eat healthy. You know, we cook Mexican foods. What am I supposed to do? And she's already <laughs> seen these changes. And she has said to me, my family doesn't even know. They don't even have a clue that I've swapped out some of these things. And she's just doing it slowly, a little bit at a time, one step, slow improvements to make that lasting change. So I'm really proud of her because she was hesitant to, you know, make any changes at all because that's how her family has eaten, you know, and not just her household, her extended family, her her, family gatherings and generations have eaten this way. So she's making these changes. And now let's see, let me reference my notes here. Okay. So the easiest ways that you can improve your meals, the easiest way that you can improve your Mexican foods is exactly how my tribe member is doing it one step at a time. So you want to make these really small changes because if you just stop cooking Mexican food, you're going to miss it. Your family's going to miss it and your kids are going to miss it. Everybody. So you're going to make these small changes and these are the changes that you're going to slowly work to implement. And this week, right now, you're going to pick one of these if you do cook Mexican foods. And again, if you cook a different ethnicity, a different region, a different country's foods, and you're, you have this clutch, this crutch too, where you say, I can never eat healthy because of this type of food, then still apply these to your, your, your food, that crutch. Use these tips to get past it because you are in charge. And let's talk about that for a second. Going back to my tribe member, she's in charge, she makes the foods, she's in charge of what she's allowing into her house and allowing into her body. And I'm really excited for her because the story, that the, the narrative that her kids are going to have will be a little bit different than the one that she has. It doesn't, you're not committed to and obligated to perpetuating and propagating the idea that you can't be healthy and that healthy foods aren't doable. So her kids are going to know a different story. Her kids are going to know that her, their cultural foods are nourishing their bodies, that they are good. And this goes for some of other tribe members who come from other countries and they're saying, you know, I used to eat this way and I'm not, and now I want to get back to it. So side note. Anywho, here are those steps. So these are the action steps you're going to take to improve your cultural foods, no matter what they are. So particularly for Mexican foods, you can reduce the amount of cheese that you're putting into the dish. If you start to reduce it, you will notice that you have less grease seeping out of the dish. You have less indigestion afterwards and it's overall less calories and less saturated fats which is fantastic for your health especially your heart health okay reduce the cheese next step 
Choose leaner meats. Trim your meats. Flip, flop, and, you know, make some switches here. So if you're cooking a meat that's traditionally cooked in lard, all right. Every once in a while, that's fine. That's okay. You know, if it's a special occasion, whatever. Do it the way you normally do it. And on the regular, on the day-to-day, every day, make some different choices. So start to work in some ground turkey into your mix. Start to trim the fat by cutting it all off before you cook um, the meat. If you're choosing a red meat, choose one that's leaner more often. Or incorporate some more fish. If you like tacos, you know, it doesn't have to be the, the meat that's cooked in lard. You can start incorporating grilled fish. Start incorporating some different options. Okay, target those meats. Next thing is going to be switching out the fats that you're cooking with. So if you fry your foods all the time, just take a step back and fry them a little bit less. Okay, so no joke, I just paused this recording, I had a kid crying, went and dealt with some family stuff, checked my phone, and I had a message in our tribe Facebook group that's private, only for tribe members, and it says, you know, I asked, what were your wins for the week? And one tribe member said, I prepared fish tacos yesterday. And instead of frying the fish, I baked it, and they tasted the same. I saved a lot of time in the kitchen and had less dishes to clean. Ha. Thumbs up. (laughs) That was so timely. I don't even know how that happened. Thank you, Triber. (laughs) Okay, so moving to the fats that you're cooking with. Okay. A different way to handle this, or a couple different ways to look at this. So reduce the amount of oil you're using, switch to a healthier oil, or just stop frying stuff. So if you're going to reduce the oil, you probably could cut the oil in half and just lightly toss the foods that you're frying. If it's like potatoes for, you know, chopped up potatoes fried, just reduce the oil, coat them a little bit. And you just save tons of calories and tons of fat. The next option was to switch the oils. You can fry things in avocado oil. Avocado oil in particular has a light flavor and it has a high smoke point. So it's good for frying things at a high temperature. Unlike olive oil, which has a real strong taste and burns a lot easier because it has a lower smoke point. So you could switch to some avocado oil, give it a try. Next option would be to stop frying things, right? So if you're going to make enchiladas, then you don't have to fry the tortillas before you put them in the, the casserole. You don't have to fry them before you roll them up. You can, um, you can just do it just regular old corn tortilla. You can heat them on a comal or like brown them a little bit. You uh, can also just heat them straight on the stove like my grandma does it. <laughs> where we used to always think she was going to burn her fingers and now all of us kids as adults do it the exact same way. <laughs> and the <clears throat> another way to just stop frying things is switch to baking. Switch to a little Pam if you still want to have some some browning effect. You could roll up a tortilla, put your stuff inside, spray it with some Pam, and then 
broil it a little bit and it will still get a little uh, little crispy. So there's ways around it. Just be a little creative. And be prepared maybe for someone to object once or twice, but then just, you know, ease into it. <laughs> okay, so swap out the fats and then increase your baking or grilling. You know, put some, oh, get a sheet pan, a baking sheet, layer some parchment paper on it, put your fish, put your meat on there, and put it in the oven until it reaches the appropriate temperature. And like my tribe member just said, you know, it saves a lot of time and dishes and you're not standing over the stove, frying things, flipping things, getting popped with splashing oil. Just put it in the oven and walk away. And then that parchment paper on top of the pan is good because it collects most of the juice if you have it on there correctly. Collects most of the juice and really saves your cleanup. So that would be one suggestion. Um, okay. Move into just some general tips. Plate half fruits and vegetables. So physically look at the plate in front of you, no matter what you're eating, what you're serving, and always, always, always have half veggies on the plate or fruits. <clears throat> so like we said, if it's a special occasion, you know, and you want to cook your meats and lard and it's a party, that's cool. You can still eat vegetables on the side of whatever dish it is. You can always, always plate half fruits and vegetables. That's up to you. That All that takes is some scoops of the correct dishes and putting them on your plate. You know, and you can reduce your portion sizes as well. That's the next tip. So leave some white space on your plate. Look at your plate. Can you see the plate? Or is it so loaded up with foods that you can no longer see the plate? Make sure you can see the plate down there at the bottom. And just reduce your portion sizes a little bit to really feel like you are getting the most of all. If there's like a whole bunch of dishes, just get a couple bites of each. Let's say you're at that party again and it's a potluck and everybody brought their favorite foods. Well, be selective and plate the things that you actually really like and are really looking forward to. Take a couple of bites of all of these things and then decide if you need more. Go from there, one step at a time. All right, so there we go. Those are my tips for people who object to eating healthy because of whatever ethnicity, cultural, country, region, whatever type of food they say makes them not eat healthy. So you can do it, friends, no matter what type of foods you like, no matter what your preferences are. Honor those, lean into those, and just work to make small improvements. Those small changes will last for the rest of your lifetime, will carry over to your children and how they eat and how they plate their foods and how they view their cultural foods as well. So thanks for tuning in. I hope this has been really helpful. If any of these tips have been especially like light bulb moments, it made you go, aha, share it on Instagram. I would love that. I would really appreciate it if you helped get this out into the world. Join me the end of this month, uh, beginning of July-ish, for a live training. We're going to be, I'm bringing you a training to, on how to systematically plan, purchase, and meal prep for easier and healthy meals. 
So this is going to be four really quick little mini trainings, not a whole lot of time. And you're just going to show up, you're going to get the information, and then you're going to have some action steps to take. It's going to be four days in a row. You show up, you get the action steps, you make changes in your life to better have a to have a better system for planning, purchasing, and prepping. You're going to make your life easier in the kitchen. Meals are going to be easier and healthier. So there we go. Get excited for that. Head to my website to sign up. Follow me on Instagram to get the sign up link. And I will see you there. I hope to see your beautiful faces. See ya. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends. Love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.